0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awaken to Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And my good friend, um, Dr. Monique is with us and just figure fixing some stuff here, but she's back with us and we're so happy because we always love having her on the show. We have such wonderful conversations and today we're talking about claim your ancestral blessings, healing ancestral poverty wounds. So I wonder how many of us have those, right? So um, part of what we're going to learn or talk about today, we're going to talk about money struggles, we're going to talk about, you know, lack of emotional support from friends and family, difficulty attracting clients and career opportunities. We're going to talk a little bit about fear of the future, which I know a lot of us are going through right now. We're going to talk a little bit about shame and unconscious grief and fear that you won't have enough money at the end of the month. Right, so we're going to talk about all of that, and at the same time, Dr. Monique is going to share how working with your ancestors to clear the poverty karmic stories that affects your abundance can increase your flow of wealth, opportunities, and fulfilling relationships. We're going to also talk about how to invite your ancestral guides into your life and home. We're going to talk about the ancestral story clearing systems that that allow you to release the unwanted stories embedded in your DNA and that have been passed down for generations and your ancestors' wounds and traumas may cause feelings of fear, unworthiness, low self-esteem, guilt, and so much more, right? So much more. So we're gonna talk about all of that as well. We're gonna be taking some live caller questions. Dr. Monique is gonna be doing some mini readings um, and they're always so spot on, so you'll love those. And for those of you who don't know Dr. Monique, her students affectionately call her the ancestor griot. I'm gonna say griot, I like that word. Um, She helps you claim your ancestral blessings and transform your generational wounds and traumas so you can fulfill your soul's purpose and make a profound difference in the world. So we're going to talk about all of that and more. Dr. Monique, as you know, is a metaphysical counselor, a spiritual teacher, and a perpetual student. Her devotion to the ancestors comes from her training with her ancestors in physical and spirit form. Her doctorate in metaphysical counseling mentoring from spiritual teachers worldwide and two decades of implementing the teachers of ancestor reverence in her life so she's been doing this for a long time <laughs> a long time working with the ancestors so deeply and um she's one of my favorite guests who comes on the show to talk about ancestors and ancestral clearing wounds etc and she is always like so spot on when she does her readings i'm so happy
1: she's here with us welcome back to the show dr monique thank you thank you for having me i always love coming to your show and you just you're so much fun Aww, and such thank a blessing, you. and what you're offering to the world is really beautiful so thank you
0: thank you so much i appreciate that and like you know, like I said, you know the work that you do, I find is always so transformational. On these shows, um, the information that you give, the wisdom that you share, is so profound, and I think it's so helpful. And nobody does it better than you.
1: Oh, thank you. You're welcome. It's oh, really sweet. Thank you. <laughs> I love yeah. it. So,
0: where do you want to start today? We always have so let's much, really, right?
1: Yeah, let's really just dive in a little bit about just what happens with the ancestral stories. So basically what we have embedded in our DNA are the stories and the wounds and the traumas of our ancestors. But we also have the resilience, the courage, the joy, the love of our ancestors embedded in us as well. And oftentimes when we hear about ancestral story healing, we Focus on, oh, we have to heal the ancestors, we have to heal the ancestors, we have to heal the ancestors. And yes, absolutely, there's some ancestors that need healing so that we can release the wounds that we carry in our DNA. But we also wanna focus on those really amazing ancestors. We wanna claim those blessings. And by claiming those blessings and connecting with those ancestors who are healthy, healed, whole ancestors who are just destined to guide us and support us. And, you know, it's really a part of their spiritual contract to help us. We want to connect with those. We want to connect with them for a number of reasons. One, we want to invite their wisdom into our lives. Two, they can help us with the healing of the wounds and they can help us connect with those ancestors that really need us to help them release some of the wounds that they're still carrying with them that are causing them to be passed down from generation to generation. So that's why I say claim your ancestral blessings and to really spend some time creating a partnership with your ancestors. And we'll talk a little bit about what that looks like. So that's really what happens with our ancestors and the experiences that they have and how those experiences then show up in our lives. And they can show up similar to what the ancestors experienced, or they can show up a little bit different. How we express those wounds can be different from person to person, but that core wound can still be there. And we're talking about poverty wounds today, and these poverty wounds, they can be really huge. And sometimes we don't even realize that they are there. So let's say we have taken classes on manifesting and we've taken law of attraction really seriously and we've really worked at it. And we've you know maybe taken some classes about financial management, um, all of these workshops, classes, teachings, but there's still something that doesn't quite work out right. You know things just kind of slip through your fingers or there's a problem. most of the time it's because there is a core poverty wound that has been passed down from generation to generation within your family lineage and those poverty wounds can be let's say you had an ancestor that went off to fight in a war and never came home and as a result their family became you know they they had challenges with money they had challenges with earning a living maybe you had an ancestor who Inherited a lot of money and then lost it or an ancestor that was greedy, (laughs) you know, one of those or maybe you had an ancestor that had money and was like a hoarder of money didn't share and give because money is supposed to flow. So if they were holding on to it so tightly, then that can create a core wound as well. Now, those are the poverty wounds as they relate to money. But poverty wounds also can be a lack of love. So let's say that you had an ancestor or ancestors who were abandoned or who were abused or who had love withheld from them. Or, like in my situation where I had, where both of my grandmothers uh, were raised um, for a number of years in an orphanage because their mothers both died at a very early age and neither one of them had positive experiences in these orphanages and love was withheld from them. And so that can create a poverty wound. Let's say, um, let's look at opportunities. You know, maybe you are really challenged because there aren't enough opportunities or resources, or at least it feels that way when it comes to your career or when it comes to your business or, you know, anything in your life where you're wanting to have more opportunities, more opportunities to have fun, more opportunities to travel, more opportunities to spend time with people that you enjoy, or more opportunities to have relationships. All of those can be impacted by the core wound Mm -hmm. of poverty. And sometimes we just don't Know it or don't sense that it's happening because we're just kind of moving through life. We're going through things and we just, you know, kind of feel, oh, things are just happening or for some reason it just doesn't work out for me or maybe it wasn't meant to be. Well, if it's something that you desire, then some form of that was meant to happen. Now, maybe not exactly the way you visioned it. But some form of that is meant to happen. But if you're carrying these poverty wounds, oftentimes it limits what is possible for you because those wounds are there. And then we respond in ways where we feel a sense of lack and we start to kind of vibrate in the energy of lack as a result of these poverty wounds. So it becomes like this cycle, you know, we experience the lack of something, and then we begin to think, oh, it can't happen for me. And then we experience more lack when oftentimes it's really these poverty wounds that are showing up that have happened within your family lineage.
0: Yeah, oh my God, it's so interesting when we start to talk about our families and their stories around money, stories around abundance, stories around love, right? And so um, every time you come on, you know, something, you know, pops into my head about my own story, right? And it's like, oh my goodness, it's so true. But at the same time, you know, I mean, yes, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of stories, right, on both sides of my family and, and in both directions. Some, you know, had a lot of money, some didn't have a lot of money, all of that, right? So there's, you know, there's all of that story. But I know, and this is something that somebody put in the chat as well, a lot of us have also worked in the Akashic Records and cleared those poverty uh, vows those vows of poverty etc so how is this different than that work
1: yeah so that work is really clearing it on a real soul and spirit level this is there are there is definitely scientific evidence that the experience of our ancestors, are truly embedded in our blood and bones Mm -hmm. and passed down from generation to generation to generation. So when we're looking at the ancestral work, we're looking at the ancestors and where those stories originated. Mm -hmm. So it's another layer, it's a different, it's looking at it from a different perspective, both complement each other, both are very, um, can be very helpful to do in conjunction with each other but they are still very different. So we are really looking at what is happening based on what our ancestors physically experienced when they were walking the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. then releasing that. Got great it. question.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a great question and and it's so it's so true because it, it's different, right? So just because, you know, you had experienced it at the soul level yourself, that's one clearing, that's one process, but what your ancestors experienced and what they've passed down is a different process. It's a different you know, energy that needs to be cleared or healed, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, it, it's really interesting to kind of follow the science uh, epigenetics and really looking at more and more of what they're discovering. They have looked at the DNA of people who grow up in poverty situations where there's a lack of basic resources and a lack of basic needs, and maybe even an environment where there may be a great deal of violence. Mm-hmm. And they've been able to look at that and see that the DNA has actually been changed as a result of those physical experiences. Yeah. yeah
0: absolutely, yeah, good, thank you. Um, so I know we have lots of people with their hands raised which is awesome and is great so if you you know we'll try and see how many, how many we can do um, you know so we'll see right so <laughs> keep raising your hand if you haven't yet just just do it we'll see who we'll see who gets picked for questions um, so let's talk a little bit about so you know we're talking about abundance we're talking about money we're talking about poverty stories etc but what are, Uh, the most common karmic stories that that impact our abundance, our our abundance of wealth, our abundance of love, our abundance of whatever it is that we truly desire to experience.
1: Yes, 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 yes. So some of the ones that, I mean, all of them have an impact on our abundance, but there's some that are even more so the obvious is poverty, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the poverty story and addiction. The addiction stories are, can create poverty as well. And not just addiction, you know, a lot of times when we think of addiction, we immediately go to some kind of a chemical dependency, but it does, it's not only that, it could be a shopping addiction. It could be, an addiction to dishonesty it can be an addiction to you know gambling it can be an addiction to uh, sugar mm-hmm. which is you know more of a chemical but it's still it can be an addiction to a number of things that created poverty because when a person is addicted to something then they are always looking for it, trying to get it, trying to find it, they need it, they want it, and they pursue it from a place of lack, Mm -hmm. right? So that creates a story that can absolutely create some challenges. In addition to that, when let's say there's a parent that's had an addiction, when a parent has addiction, then often what happens if they're, you know, with the children in the family is that that parent is so focused on that addiction that they're not able to really give the love and support that that child may need. So now there is a lack there, right? There's mm-hmm. poverty that exists there. There is a lack of love. There's a lack of support. There may be a situation where they're not showing up as much right? They can't. They, they find it difficult to be able to show up. Yeah. So those are the two main ones. And then, you know, abuse can create some forms of poverty as well, where, you know, a person has experienced abuse. They've experienced a lack of love. They've experienced a lack of support. It could be emotional abuse or physical abuse either way. There's a lack of love and support and kindness Mm -hmm. that is taking place. And so that creates some poverty stories as well. Mm -hmm. And then I mentioned abandonment. You know, abandonment shows up relationship wise. So when we look at the karmic stories and we look at which karmic stories impact relationships, abandonment is huge. In fact, honestly, abandonment is the number one karmic story that people come to work on. Mm -hmm. I thought it would be poverty, right? (laughs) So over the, um, I looked back over the last eight years and I did a tally of the different karmic stories, the nine karmic stories, and looked at which ones were the ones that people came the most to clear. And the number one story was abandonment. Mm -hmm. And the second one was betrayal. Those were the, the top two. Poverty was somewhere around the fourth or fifth, actually. Yeah. yeah,
0: I'm not surprised, you know, because we all have some experiences of abandonment, of betrayal uh, in this lifetime. And some of us may remember it from other lifetimes as well. But it's, for me, you know, those are some of the base core um, wounds that we might have that have to be healed first and foremost before we can even tackle anything else, really
1: those those wounds are i mean actually they're huge yeah and they are um those abandonment wounds create so many challenges like i said to relationships to our money and our finances and our opportunities to confidence and self-esteem and how we engage not only in our, our romantic relationships but how we we engage with other people within our work environments our mm-hmm. clients I mean they show up in so many ways the abandonment stories are, are really are really challenging and it's amazing to me how the different stories, that people have experienced or that their ancestors have experienced how many ways abandonment has taken place because abandonment can be you know someone physically walking away abandonment can be someone actually dying but abandonment can also be someone who once again is withholding love yeah right is withholding support is just not there for you they may be physically there but emotionally they're not there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that comes from the addiction wound, right? So then the addiction wound is rep- is is closely related to the poverty wound. So you can see how each one of them kind of goes hand in hand. And in most cases, most people have one or more of these stories throughout their family lineage. The difference is, is that some people have more of one particular story than another. So there may be a large number of poverty wounds that a person has experienced, whereas they may have a little bit of abuse stories in their lineage, but they're not, they're not that many, or mm-hmm. they go mm-hmm. so far back that they're not impacting them now. So it really kind of depends on you know, your family lineage which I wanna also mention that because a lot of times people say, well, I didn't know my ancestors. So, you know, how can I do this work? And you don't have to know your ancestors. You absolutely do do not have to know them. All you know is that there was a mother and a father and a grandmother and a grandfather and a great-grandmother and a great-grandfather on both sides of your family. So you know that there were people that were there but you don't have to know them. If you do, and you have that information like I do here in my little family history book that I've talked about before. Threads that my mom and my aunt wrote. I have a number of stories in there that are very helpful, and and more and more stories are starting to unfold. We're having a meeting, I think, in a couple of days where one of my cousins found out more information about her mother's her grandmother's lineage, mm-hmm. and so. If you know the stories, great, they're really helpful because you'll know that there was abandonment like I told you about my grandmothers. You'll know that these stories exist, but you don't have to know the ancestors to know that they're happening in your family. You can basically just kind of do an assessment of what you're experiencing and know that there's probably some wounds that are there from different karmic stories or your family members. You know, There are a great deal of divorce in the family. If there's a great deal of divorce in the family, then we know that there's probably some of these karmic stories that are connected to your relationships like abandonment are probably a part of your family lineage. And we need to clear those so that we can stop that pattern from taking place in the current and next generations and future generations. Mm
0: -hmm. Awesome. Thank you. So you don't have to know anything about your ancestors you know because like I said I don't know very much we know some stuff but not very much and it's okay but the thing is like you said if there's stuff happening in your life right now then you might then that might be a clue you know for example if if I have back pain for example that might be a clue as to like oh my grandmother she was you know she was hurt way back when did I take that on did my mother take that on did i take that on did was that passed down to you know my daughter as well right
1: right right yes absolutely and you know it, if you're experiencing it then you can take a look at what's happening with your children and you may find that your children are experiencing it or take a look at your sister or your brother or any mm-hmm. of your family members and you'll be able to kind of see and you know the beautiful thing too is when you do this work not only do you impact you your children and your you know future generations but you also clear the stories for all of the current generation known and unknown so you may have cousins that you don't even know about when you do this work you're doing the healing for them. So you're doing the healing throughout your entire lineage when you take this work on yourself. Mm-hmm. Awesome, and you know, in, this is
0: about doing the work, right? So when you work with the ancestors and you're helping to heal their stories, you're healing your stories and you're healing the stories moving forward. So it's not just about yourself, you're actually assisting all of your ancestors as well. Uh, and vice versa. It's not just about assisting the ancestors; it's also, uh, you know, helping yourself too and the rest of your family. Um, all right. So, whew, so let's see. What else do we want to talk about, really quickly? Because this is <laughs> it's, it's 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 always so interesting for me when I talk about the the ancestors. Like, I don't know, my ancestors. Blah blah blah. That whole wonderful story. But I was ta- I was thinking about this today, and it's like everybody actually who, you know, has passed on is in a sense, our ancestor is, you know, because we are all one, they are all our ancestors and we have, you know, we can help to clear even their wounds, you know, as well. Right. And they, they, everything affects everybody, you know, and that's the thing that we have to get everything affects everybody. So if we're starting to heal, uh, ourselves and do our work, it's affecting everybody, the collective, the ancestors, the future generations, you know, everyone and the planet, right?
1: Absolutely. And that's a great point because I tell people that you, when we're talking about claiming the blessings, when we're talking about working and partnering with the ancestors to help to clear these stories or, I mean, for simple things like, you know, creating, writing a book or Whatever it is that you want to do, you can partner with the ancestors for help. Well, when we do that, we can partner with ancestors that are not a part of our blood lineage. So let's say that you have, there's a famous author that you like that may be an ancestor now, and you're getting ready to write a book. You can actually invite that ancestor to support you with writing that book
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and include them in, your um, on your altar, you know, bring them into your altar. So if there's someone that you respect, it and it may not even be a famous person, it could be your friend's grandmother who was kind to you and supported you and you just felt like she was, you know, a strong and resilient woman and you want to embody just the essence of who she was, you can invite her as well. And as you're doing your clearings and your, you know, acknowledging these other ancestors then you're helping with their clearing and healing as well mm-hmm. now when we're talking about you know your core wounds and the wounds that are passed down from your ancestors then we're working specifically with your bud related ancestors but we also can work let's say you were adopted and you take on some of the energy of your adopted family Because you were a part of them, right? So you do take on some of their energy, and we can include them in as well and do healings for them and clear away any of the residual energy that you have from the wounds that they experienced. And as you're doing that, you're helping your family as well, you know, with clearing the wounds and helping them to release the wounds so that you can have, you know, deeper and, and better relationships with them. So absolutely, we connect with all of these ancestors and, you know, I just, one of the things I really want to get across is the importance of connecting with these healed ancestors. Mm -hmm. You know, I, um, I remember recently I was kind of struggling with something. I was trying to finish a project and I'm thinking, why am I sitting here struggling with this when I have all of these beautiful beings that can support me and help me, you know? Why am I sitting here not able to get this project done? And so I stopped and I did a meditation and I lit the candles on my altar and I just took a step back and I said, you know, I really need some support with this project. How can you support me? What can you do? What is it that I need to do? What steps do I need to take? You know who do i need to be in order for me to finish this project and not only did i get the support for that project but it became very clear that i wasn't supposed to do a whole lot with that i was supposed <laughs> to get it done and be done with it and so that was great information but that was a part of you know working with my healed ancestors to get that support Yeah. and so that's important that we we really Focus on working with them as well.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, it's about creating that relationship. Like we always talk about this. It's about creating that relationship with your ancestors, who you want to connect with and working with them, calling on them and say, hey, can you please help me out with this? Whatever this is, right?
1: Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. And, you know, we oftentimes work with angels and other spirits. And we sometimes don't think about the ancestors Mm -hmm. in the same way. Right. I mean, I do a lot of work with angels and calling on angels for support and help. We can also do that with our ancestors. I mean, they know us like when I was having some trying to make some decisions about what to do, even with the our um, landscaping project in our backyard. I called upon the ancestors of the land. Mm and I asked what they wanted to see for this land. What did they want me to do with this land? How did they want me to honor the land? And they presented to me a nice ceremony that I could do before we actually started doing the work on our, um, on our backyard. Mm-hmm. And so I did a little bit of ceremony to honor them. And it was amazing how after that, because I had no clue what I wanted. I didn't I did, just didn't have a vision. I knew that I wanted something different than what was there. And the next thing you know, the right person showed up to do the work that was creative, that came up with this beautiful design, and also was a person who called up on the ancestors and worked with her angels. And I didn't know any of that. I'd heard of her. I knew of her. I'd met her a few times, but I didn't know that she was doing that kind of work. Mm-hmm. And so it turned out that we ended up with a beautiful beautiful design that honors them and us as well. Awesome, and so that's, that's it. It's just like, it's just a little tweak in how we go about
0: working with our team, right? The ancestors are part of our team and this is, right? And that's what it's about, working with our team.
1: Oh, absolutely. We, we have so many beings that can help us and we just include them, you know, I call them the divine council. Mm -hmm. And I invite the divine council in and I work with spirit guides. I work with angels. You know, I work, I work, of course, with the ancestors. And then there's other spirits that I include in there as well, depending on what I'm experiencing. But those are the top three that really seem to connect with me and to show up in my life in my dreams and, you know, walking down the street, driving the car, they kind of show up. So yeah. those are the ones that I work with, but we have so many that we can partner with. Find the ones that you most resonate with and partner with them and, and really um, step out of the struggle, right? Knowing that you have these divine beings that can help you and guide you and open doors and create opportunities that we never even thought about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. I think that's what we... we, we... We don't think that our team, who is not here physically, can actually assist us in this physical
1: world, and that's why we don't call on them,
0: unfortunately, right?
1: Right, right. Right. And sometimes, me being one, sometimes I forget, right? I'm in the middle of it and you know, dealing with something, and then I have to remember to just kind of back up a little bit and allow them to come in and to help me and to support me and to calm me, you know, if there's maybe a conflict or something going on, I don't have many of those, but occasionally, and I have to just remember to step back and let them intervene for me yeah. on my behalf for a moment and help me to kind of regroup in, and approach something from a different place.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, good, awesome. So there's a lot of ways that we can work with our ancestors, right? So yes. it 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 you know asking questions, doing ceremony with them, ta- uh, journaling um, before we go to bed, asking a question of them, and then when we start to get some sort of in insights, new messages coming through, then it's about honoring them by taking action. No, oh,
1: that is so important. You know, we can get the information and then sit on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then and then sometimes people will say, and I've I've had this happen. Working with a client provided some information from her ancestors. It gave her some direction for whatever reason. She decided not to implement it. Mm -hmm. And then she said, well, this isn't working. Yeah. And so I had to politely tell her it is working. You're not working. You're not doing the work. And you have to do the work in order for this to work for you. And so I said, so would you do me a favor? And just for the next two weeks, any messages that the ancestors send that you feel comfortable with or you feel slightly uncomfortable with, will you go ahead and take some steps And she said, okay, I'll make that promise and I'll prove to you that it doesn't work. I said, okay, (laughs) that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. Mm -hmm. And so she did, she took the steps. She did everything that the ancestors were telling her to do. And she had been having a a lot of problems um, job-wise, you know, just landing a job. And so within about three weeks, she had three job opportunities, three offers all more money than what she was making before. And she came back to me and she goes, my ancestors really do work and they really do help me. And they're like, yeah. Yeah, think. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, see? laughs> and she's like, okay, okay, you were right, you were right. I was like, I'm not gonna tell you I'm right, you've already experienced it, you know, you know <laughs> that it's happening. So that is important, you know, once we have the information, we have to do something with it. Yeah. So and
0: I, I will tell you right now, some people are going to say, but I'm not getting the information. I'm calling on them. I'm asking them questions. I'm not getting anything.
1: Absolutely. Yep. That, and that can, it can feel like that because they kind of work in their own time. Now, sometimes things may go real fast. Sometimes it may take a little bit of time for it to happen. We have to be patient and they will, communicate with you in a variety of ways and i think that's why sometimes people think i'm not getting the information because they think oh they're supposed to receive it the same way i do yeah and we all receive the information a little bit differently and you may receive it through a song on the radio when suddenly you get this creative idea that may have nothing to do with that song right but suddenly there's a creative idea or you're watching TV or you're standing in line at the grocery store and you happen to look over and you read these magazines and there's some headline that kind of pops an idea into your head or you're in some place that you don't even think that you'll meet someone who may be able to support you or help you with what it is that you're wanting to do. The messages come up Oftentimes as signs and symbols throughout the universe that are not necessarily these booming loud voices that tell you, do this. And that's the important, and that's one of the things that I teach is how to recognize when those messages are coming up. Sometimes those messages come through your dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, you may be dreaming. I encourage people who are first starting out to keep a journal of their dreams, even if that dream didn't make any sense. Like the one that I had just the other night about um, people get COVID when they sleep on their back. (laughs) Now mind you, that was in a dream that is not science, (laughs) that has nothing to do with COVID. I wanna make that disclaimer. If you sleep on your side, then you have a better chance of getting COVID than you sleep on your back. And I'm like, what in the world? Where did that come from? I wrote it down anyway. I still don't know what the meaning is, but (laughs) I'm sure there's something in there that has absolutely nothing to do with COVID. But just these, sometimes the dreams can be just crazy dreams that show up and you start writing them down. And then as you're writing them down, they start to make sense. You start to sense a message in there somewhere and you start to to really understand what might be happening and what they're wanting to share with you. And sometimes those messages can come when you're reading a book Mm -hmm. and you're, you're reading a book and suddenly an idea pops into your head that has absolutely nothing to do with that book or what you're reading, but that's just where the message tends to come from. So you have to be really conscious of what's happening around you to know when these messages are coming up the other thing too is when when you're connecting with the ancestors or any spiritual beings the more consistent you are the better your chances are of building a partnership and a relationship with them that then allows you to easily see hear feel these messages as well Mm -hmm. and oftentimes people will you know, oh, yeah, they're really, they're going to connect, they're going to do their spiritual practice, they're going to do this work, and then all of a sudden, they start to kind of trail off, and we've all done it, Mm -hmm. where we're, you know, we're, we start, and we're doing our spiritual practice, and we're doing something every morning, or every evening, or during the day, and the next thing you know, we find ourselves kind of going back into a normal routine. And then we're kind of feeling like, well, this isn't working. Well, any relationship that you have, particularly like physical relationships, any relationship that you have, you have to be consistent. You have to invest the time and the energy in the relationship in order for the relationship to really really bond, to really build, to really understand one another. You spend the time Mm -hmm. you invest the time
0: yeah absolutely so you know it's not just once you know asking a question and and expecting to get a response or getting the response that you want (laughs) the response that you're looking for you know may not come in the first time right right um okay so dr monique we have so many people with their hands raised people who love to talk to you and get a quick reading and I'm going to, I'm going to stay safe state this for everybody who's asking questions and also for Dr. Monique. <laughs> that to work. Let's do quick, like simple, short, because Dr. Monique can go really deep, and which is great. That's what I'm saying. She's amazing at what she does and the, and the readings that she, you know, the information she pulls through is amazing. But let's just try and... See, see, let's see where it goes, okay? So I know Aisha, you keep getting kicked off. So we'll try and let you go on first. I don't know what's going on with your internet. It's not us, just so you know. But if you want to unmute yourself and ask a question, hopefully <laughs> you can ask it before I get kicked off, okay? Aisha, you want to unmute yourself? Nope. <laughs> I think. You got booted off again. I think so. It, it keeps happening every like two minutes or something. I don't know. Okay. We'll come back. Farida, you want to unmute yourself and ask me a question?
3: Yes, Alara. I'm unmuted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have a question for Dr. Monique. In fact, I need your advice, guidance. So I was born and raised in poverty until I... Keep it short. Happy.
0: What's the question? We don't need yeah, stories. So
3: really. I just... Want to know, I always lived in uh, fear of becoming poor. So I lost my job last December. So that fear has kind of intense become more. And I feel like I'm blocking myself. I am started living in lack instead of abundance. So is there a way I can work with my ancestor so that this block is removed and I can get a job or change my career?
1: Absolutely. Well, the answer, the, the quick answer to that is absolutely. Um, the, you have an ancestor of abundance on your father's mother's side, a woman that, um, she goes back about five, six generations and she was, um, she was one that never needed much, but always had a lot. Okay. And so she was one that was always giving and sharing and mm-hmm. never worried about whether or not she had enough. Okay. And so what her message to you is, think of the air that you breathe and you know when you're breathing that there's always going to be enough air. Okay. She's saying that shifting your, your, shifting your thinking a little bit around um, the fear of there not being enough. And anytime you start to have the fear of there not being enough, or maybe you'll be in poverty, or maybe there's not going to be enough money or a job or, you know, anything that you're thinking about, she wants you to take a deep breath and continue to breathe and remind yourself that just like the air, there's always going to be enough for you.
3: Okay, so I don't have to like worry all the time that I need a job right away or I'll get poor. Like I was thinking of changing my career and starting healing business since I've learned a lot of modalities in the last one year since I've been sick with Crohn's and I'm healing my own body. So I'm afraid that if I start healing people, like I keep getting these messages all the time from somebody's talking to me kind of in my ear that you need to heal, you need to heal, you need to start. But I'm afraid that if I don't work, I will become poor.
1: <laughs> well, okay, that's a that's a valid you know valid concern. Um, one of the things that I would say that this particular ancestor is interesting that you say that 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 ancestor did healing work. She did. <laughs> yes, yeah, she did. She did healing work in the community, but she did it she did it for free. Um, because it was just her calling but she she did the work and so what she's saying to you is it's really really shifting you know we talk about shifting our thinking and whatnot but she is really wanting you to do this thing where whenever you are feeling there is a lack go back to your breath yes yes And think about whatever it is that you're wanting as if it's like the air where it's always going to be there. Now, in terms of your um, healing practice, the information that I'm getting for you on that is definitely start it, but it doesn't mean that there's a this or a that. It means that you can start it and still have employment and build up to being able to go full-time into your healing work
3: yes so i don't want to to charge too much for healing that's that's the thing i just want to do it because i'm getting this info that i need to do it because that's my calling like it's like somebody's pushing me to do it
1: (laughs) well one of the things about that is when you feel it is your calling and it is the resources are going to be there okay You have to step into it, though, and step into it believing that the resources are going to be there. Connect with your ancestors. And a little bit later, we're going to talk a little about a program that I have around clearing poverty stories that I think would be really, really good for you around clearing some of that fear that you're dealing Mm -hmm. with. Because fear is another one of the poverty stories. You know, I talked about addiction, but fear is one of the big ones that impacts our poverty right. situation and, and really um, prevents us from experiencing abundance. So okay. great. Thank you for your question. Thank,
3: thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Alara. Okay.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, Frida. And, you know, the answer, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for your question because it was a great question, but the answer is also for everybody. It's not just for Frida. it's for everybody. Okay. So please listen to the answers that you get. It's not just for one person. Thank
3: you, Frida. Thank you, Alana. Thank you, Dr. Muni.
1: You're welcome, thank you. All right, um, let me
0: see. Hold on. Oh, goodness, all right. Did we lose? Um... <laughs>
1: Oscar again.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say, Aisha. What can I say, you know? Um, all right, one second. So. I, I, I want to remind everybody, please listen to the answers. Please just don't wait for your own question to be answered. Listen to the answers because it's, you know, like that one was relevant for anybody who has any question about money, worrying, job, healing, et cetera, right? That, that was great. So
1: that's one of the things that I love about doing the group work is that what one ancestor shares, you can incorporate that into your life as well. Yeah, and spiritual practices, the ideas, you know, a lot of times the ancestors will share spiritual practices with me that I share with people. If I share a spiritual practice with one person, you can implement that in your life as well. Absolutely. Okay. Aisha, you want to
0: unmute yourself and just say your question quick because <laughs> there's no guarantee you're going to stay on. Okay. Aisha, you, sure you want to unmute yourself? And if not, then- care. And if not, then you might have to write your question in the chat. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Oh, she's on the phone. Okay. But you're you're you're
0: muted or something. I see you as muted. You have to unmute yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. 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 It's not happening. <laughs> you have to unmute yourself, Aisha.
1: She is unmuted. I don't know why it's saying mute there, but I can see her lighting up. So I think she's just having a problem.
0: Yeah, it's bad um, uh, internet on her part. So Aisha, you're gonna have to type your question in the chat, okay? All right, uh, let's go to uh, Faye. What's your question? Faye, you wanna unmute yourself?
4: Faye. Hi, right. Hi. Hi, Hi, how are you? Okay. So I just wanted to, I feel like there's uh, energetic stuff in my own family with, um, I guess, uh, the poverty consciousness needing to still be sorted out. And I feel like some of that work is supposed to happen through me. Like, I feel like I have both sides of myself. I I feel like I, I have felt that fear. And I also feel like I can know that there is abundance and um, just flow and that everything that we need is there. So I'm just wondering if there's any message or ancestor in particular that can help me out with that. I'm just, I feel like I need to minimize, like let go of stuff, Um, just, you know, that uh, like materialistic stuff as well as just like baggage emotionally, you know, certain relationship um, junk so I'm wondering if there's any message.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first thing that came up was from an ancestor, a male ancestor on your father's father's side, so it would be your grandfather's side, um, six six generations. And he says that you've had, throughout the lineage, there's been generations that experienced a great deal of abundance and then generations where they sort of lost the abundance that was gained in the previous generation. And so this particular ancestor is, um, you're you're actually being called to do this healing work for your family lineage on both sides of the family. And sometimes the ancestors sort of pick someone within the family lineage that is the family healer to release these stories. And you're being selected as one of these, one of these um, people in your lineage to do this work. You, this ancestor is giving you a spiritual practice to do. And this spiritual practice is a seven-day ritual that you do. And for seven days, you do two things. You do one where you make an offering to the ancestors. And one of the ways to do this is by creating an ancestor altar. And that ancestor altar is just, it can be as big, large, small as you want. The ancestor altar can be just a photograph, a glass of water and a candle or it can be um, multiple photos. It can be different um, pieces, maybe pieces of art or something that may have been passed down from generations. I know I'm on one of my altars, I have a tea set from my grandfather's catering business, great grandfather's catering business. And so you can add different things onto your altar And then you're making an offering to the altar and that offering can be in the form of food. It can be, you can even make a financial offering to the altar where every day you put whatever you can afford. You know, if it's a dollar, then you put a dollar on the altar. If it's 50 cents, you put 50 cents on the altar. And then at the end of the seven days, whatever you've put on the altar, not food necessarily, but everything else, that you put on the altar, then you can find somewhere where you can actually give it away. You can donate it to someone. Because as it has been placed on your altar, it's a blessing. And once you place those blessings on your altar, then you can, you can give them away. Now, I'm not saying that you want to give away, you know, grandma's china. That's not it. I'm talking about not the things that you're placing on your altar to honor the ancestors necessarily, but the things that you're offering to the ancestors. So It could be that you've drawn a picture and now you've placed that on the altar or you've done some sort of artwork that you wanna place on the altar. Or maybe you have a crystal that you wanna place on the altar as an offering to the ancestors and then you're willing to give that away. But one of the things this ancestor is sharing with me is that what's happened for you is that there is a flow that is ready to come in But as you were saying, there are things that you have to release in order for the things to flow in that you're wanting. And that's where it's sort of like right now the valve is off, so nothing else can come in. So when we're, you know, we have a water faucet, if the water faucet is turned off, then the water's not flowing. And so we have to turn it on in order for that water to start to flow out. Well, for you right now, it's, Turning it on means giving away some things, offering some things. So think about what it is that you might be able to give away, and look at what you may have that you no longer that is no longer serving you that you can share with someone else. Um, so it doesn't only have to be money; it can be your time. It can be different things that you have in your home. And you can donate them to a specific person or you can, you know, donate them to an organization, whatever feels right for you. But what this ancestor is saying is that right now the faucet is off. In order for your flow to begin, you'll have to open that faucet up. And the way to do that is by making this offering on the altar for seven days and then offering those items that you are offering to the altar, offering and giving those items to other people. Does that make sense? So
4: a fake. Yeah. Is, yeah, good. Yeah.
1: Awesome. yeah, that
4: makes sense. Um, I just uh trying to think how to phrase this. Um I think I do feel that I I am ready for that. And that's actually what I'm in the middle of doing, so that's pretty cool. Um, but I do feel that there's still some kind of like underlying fear surrounding um just money or things like that. Is there anything to clear that?
1: Yeah, there, there definitely is, and th- that would take a little bit deeper work than what we have time to do today, but there definitely okay. is, the the fear that you're talking about is coming from your mother's mother's side of the family, um, so it would be like on your great-great-grandfather's lineage side, there was a great deal of fear that took place that wasn't related to money, but it doesn't have to, because fear can show up in a a variety of ways. But I'm sensing that there was a situation where um, maybe some kind of war or fight or struggle, and there was a fear that someone was going to be hurt and someone wouldn't come home and someone would be injured. And so that fear, has actually been passed down from generation to generation. So that's where the basis of that fear is coming from for you. It may be manifesting differently than that for you, but that is where the fear originated. It originated with that side of your family, that part of your ancestral lineage and those fears were actually realized where there were a couple of family members that didn't come home as a result of some kind of a conflict. I don't know if it was a war or a struggle. Of yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah.
4: Yeah, there was a war that they sent them back to Europe and they didn't make it out of World War Two.
1: Okay, there it is.
4: And interestingly enough, I actually have a money dispute now with a cousin from that side from that lineage and i'm wondering if it's connected and if there's any insight because it's been like two or three weeks and it's sitting very heavily on me
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i would um that particular ancestor that i mentioned and and also um the disputes over land is that what you're saying
4: no it's money it was like a okay. yeah
1: okay so i would encourage you to um Connect with the ancestors of abundance, and the easiest way to do that is just to invite them. You know, have your altar, invite the ancestors of abundance. Whatever abundance represents, I'm um, for some reason I'm sensing rice, so putting a bowl of um, uncooked rice, which represents abundance, on your altar, and inviting them to come and dissolve the matter to help mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Those Mm -hmm. are the, that's the, yeah, it would take a little more work, a little bit deeper work around that, um, because fear is one that is, it's a real deep one to work on. You know, it's one, it's actually one of the karmic stories that I recently added, because I found that it was showing up significantly when it came to abundance, Um, it was showing up quite often. And so I recently added it.
4: Mm -hmm awesome yeah Good. okay thank you awesome thank you Faye. thank you so much
0: there's a lot of info there so please go back and watch or listen to this again okay as, as well thank was, you yeah thank you and also there was a, a a process or a ritual or a practice that is again can be used by anybody right definitely? absolutely
1: yeah, yeah definitely definitely when i find that things aren't flowing the way I want them to flow, not just around money, just about anything that Mm -hmm. maybe not going the way I want it to go. I know that I need to release some things and offer them to, um, you know, my place them on the altar, offer them to the altar. And then basically from there, I can um, donate them. And it just kind of opens things up in Mm -hmm. creativity, even one creativity. You know, if I'm wanting to create something and I'm just feeling really blocked and I'm needing some creative um, juices to flowing, then I know that it's time for me to release something and I release it to the altar and then donate it. So there's different ways that you can do, you can use that particular practice and ritual.
0: Awesome. Thank you. And so Aisha's question was um, Could you ask her ancestors to support her so that she can get a job while she's building her healing practice? So, what information do you get for her around that? Okay.
1: okay. So, Aisha, you probably already know this, but you come from a long line of healers. Powerful powerful healers, Um, going back six, seven, eight generations, and you have a collective of women on both sides of your lineage. Um, I I tend to refer to them as the grandmothers um, in my lineage who were healers. And some were allowed to do their healing openly and some were not allowed to do their healing openly depending on where they were in the lineage. And so there is a little bit of fear that comes up. And so I'm gonna encourage you to take a look at where fear may be showing up for you. And do a little bit of work around releasing whatever fear that may be there. But these collective of grandmothers, um, they are wanting to support you and help you with really putting your healing work out into the world. And so they, there's something, so basically... You know, I'm kind of all over the place because they're throwing information at me and I know I don't have a whole lot of time to give, you know, real in-depth stuff. But they're just, they're powerful. I mean, they're, they're, and they're fun. They're funny. Uh, They are, they're like standing over you waiting to help you do this work. Um, So one of the things that you can do is call upon them to support you and help you creating an altar that is dedicated to them. Like I have one specific altar that's dedicated to just my grandmothers. Creating an altar, and it doesn't have to be huge. It could be small, it could be, I tell people you can create an altar in a little small box, however you wanna do it. But creating an altar that honors those healing women in your family. And there's a couple of things they want you to add to the altar. They want you to add gin. I don't know why, but maybe like a little bottle of gin. Um, They want some flowers. They want um, tobacco. One of them says that she really loved tea. So she said, just put the tea leaves on, on your altar. Peppermint was what she is saying to me. Um, And another one said that she wouldn't mind having a glass of wine occasionally. So you might want to add wine occasionally. And another one likes chocolate. Okay. So those are the things that you can add to your altar as a way to honor them and to invite them to be a part of your healing practice. I would also take a look at those items and see, you know, are there some way that they're showing up around your healing work as well? Cause I sense that they'll play some part in your healing work. Um, but of course you don't have to drink the wine and the gin. Okay. <laughs> You can just place it on the altar. It's for unless them. unless yeah. you want to unless you want to have a glass, right? You can. I have um, my father loved brandy, and so I have a bottle of a small bottle of brandy on my altar that um, that I keep there. It's never been opened, um, but you can you can do different things like that. But those items are items that your ancestors. Um, these women are saying that as you put those on the altar, what you're doing is you're calling these women forward to help you with your business. And, (laughs) and then also one other ancestor, you had an ancestor that was a really savvy business person. And he and his wife built some type of really, um, really powerful business. And I'm not, quite sure how many generations back it was but it could be four or five generations back and they are like ready to help you with your business so write out what it is that you want to experience with this business and you probably have already done that place that on the altar as well and invite them to help you manifest this
2: Thank you. I'm a Muslim, so that's ironic that you talk about jinn. Um, I practice seven, well, about, uh, quite a few modalities. I want to say this quickly because I've never been thrown off a call so much in my life. Um, I cannot, well, anyway. And basically, with one particular modality, they have a biodynamic dynamic wine, which I drink. One other thing I want to ask you all of my brothers are millionaires all of them are very wealthy yet i'm the one that keeps people i'm the one that does things and i'm not i also come from corporate london and so i'm scared to deal. i do help a lot of people because it's not something i'm comfortable with but i'm not scared of charging in the corporate world I'm not scared. I don't have fear there, but I have fear here. And the other thing is, why is it that I do so much? People take it, and yet I don't get very much back.
1: You talking about with your healing business? You're offering it, and then you're no, giving
2: that. No, just generally in life, like in the family, for instance, my mother passed not very long ago. All my brothers got there inheritance Henry since 10 years ago. So there was no tax involved, yeah? That mine was being disputed, but I didn't get much and I don't mind that, but it's a pattern. I'm the one that will do the work and others get the benefit and I'm pissed. Sorry, I just want to be honest.
1: <laughs> I can understand that. I would um, be too. Yeah. I oh, would... I love
2: you, Alara. I know you get me.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would be. I, I get it.
0: But I just want to add one thing really quickly. You said something, Aisha, that you got less and that was okay. Why is why is that oh. okay? Right. <laughs> no, what
2: I meant was I'm not going to be angry die before she was expected to die. So the thing is, I'm. Tr- I've worked on a lot of forgiveness with her, so that's what I meant. Not yeah. that it's okay for me to get less. Okay, good. Trust me. Good. <laughs> that's not my. Per- that's okay. not my personality. Okay, Tarik good. i will tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> good. I'm glad. But why is like, that um... keeps happening to me? That yeah. keeps happening. No, well, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I get it. But that keeps happening, especially in my family. Yeah it mm-hmm. keeps happening my mother and I had a bad relate a difficult relationship my sister in law uh, who does a lot of negative energy work kept me away from my mother maybe there were lessons to learn and what have you and only when she became ill people weren't looking after her and I went in full blast and I thought I know I can help her I'm going to help her I want to apologize to me, and I said, mommy, there's nothing to apologize for because it's about that." But what I don't like is how I, I, I put a lot of energy, a lot of effort into things, and other people take the credit, yeah. whether it's my
0: family or people I work, with. and it's pissing me off. Yeah, awesome. So, so really quickly, so Doctor Monique, would some would the package help Aisha with that
1: pattern? It would help with that pattern because what it will do is it helps with clearing that karmic story. And what, is, what I'm sensing is, and what I'm getting from the ancestors is the story that is really driving the poverty piece, is there's something around some abandonment that's there? My father
2: impression- died when I was born, when I was born. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. Okay. So there, there's the abandonment piece that is showing up. And the other part that they're sharing with me is that you're not doing the work that you've been called to do and that is playing a part as well. So what happens is when we're really called to do something and we're not doing it, then there are things that continue to show up that create more struggle to get our attention that we're supposed to be doing something different. You are an incredible healer. You come from powerful healers and you're being pulled to do this work in ways that are, can be very different than what you've ever even imagined. And so these ancestors, these, these healing ancestors, these women want to support you with that. And I'm going to highly encourage you to work with them and to invite them into your life and into your home and invite them to clear up some of the challenges that are happening within your family around any money. And also what they're encouraging you to do is to just kind of back away a little bit from any of the things that are just not feeling right for you right now. 'Cause it's kind of throwing your energy off. And that's you, my
2: family then.
1: Yeah, you may need to to just I mean, you don't have to throw your family out, right? But you can back away just a little bit. And the there that abandonment energy is something that that definitely you want to to look at and to do some work around. But the poverty program that I've set up specifically for Mm -hmm. people who are attending today will really address a number of the things that you're experiencing. There's meditations in the package that help you to clear poverty stories that originate from other um, patterns as well. And there's a special sort of like a bonus thing that I'm doing where we're doing kind of a general clearing and really understanding where some of these stories originated from. So, yeah. So I think, I think it would be really helpful for you as well. Okay. I see you lighting up, but I can't see, but I can't hear anything. Yeah. All right, so hopefully that helps Aisha. <laughs> I've lost her completely. I think she's, oh yeah, she's
0: still here, but yeah. Okay, awesome. Thank you. I feel so bad when people cannot connect, but what can I do? I
3: all
0: right, Um. like, okay, so we are talking about, we sh- no, I, I can't I can't mute her either. So she must be like on the process of being kicked off. All right, so we're gonna just take one or two more quick questions, but I wanna okay. talk about the, it's all good, Aisha? All good?
1: Yeah, thank you. She said awesome. thank you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> good. Uh, we'll take one or two quick more, one or two quick questions, and then we'll talk about the package really quickly. So um, Caroline, I know you had a question, go ahead. I was just thinking about you. It's like, oh my God, I haven't seen Caroline in a while. Where has she been? Maybe you're on vacation, I don't know.
5: I did, I was on uh, vacation. Yeah, nice. For a bit, <laughs> yes, yes, just being here, yeah.
6: Good.
5: Hi, Monique, thank Hi. you, Lara. Hi, everybody. Okay, so um, I'm about to retire from my day job. And that's the end of September, and I'll be doing my healing work full-time. I've been doing it part-time for about eight, 18 years. Um, yeah, right? Okay, good. Um, so my the pattern was um, working full-time since I was 14, uh, two bankruptcies, always just enough to cover the bills. And if a big boom comes, I don't have the money, we have to put it in your credit. I see that you're getting everything. So I'd like to... I want more than enough. So I'd like to clear that. And if I clear it, will I clear my husband's as well? Because we've been together 40 years. So thank you.
1: Well, first of all, congratulations on 40 years of marriage. That's absolutely beautiful. And mm-hmm. also, congratulations on starting your healing business full time. That's pretty mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah, mm-hmm. congratulations. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's just check in with your ancestors. Ooh. Oh, you did. There was one of the questions that you asked about clearing for your husband. It won't necessarily clear, he will feel some impact of it just because your energy shifts. Um, So he will feel some impact of clearing, you know, the poverty stories, but most of it will actually happen for you. Um, But you actually have some ancestors, you have ancestors that actually knew each other, which is really interesting.
5: I, I yeah. don't know my father, so, so I don't know on which side that would be.
1: Yeah, yeah, you have ancestors that on in his family and in your family that actually knew each other. And it was a very positive relationship experience. Yeah. Um, so there was like, I don't know, maybe couples or something that were friends, something. Very interesting. But there was some type of connection that took place there. Um, is there is there a military background in your family?
5: Not that I know of. It's uh, mostly Native and French Canadian. Okay. Not that I know of. Yeah, not on my side at all. Unless it's on my father's side that I don't know, but right.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there was there was something something there. I don't know why the military piece is coming up. Um, okay. So let's just. Mm. So for you, the poverty, poverty story is coming from grief,
6: Mm.
1: coming from deep grief within your lineage. There were a number of losses that took place in your lineage. Um, loss of land, loss of life. Um, some
5: loss of children. I had five miscarriages myself, so I don't know if that's them Pardon? or me. Okay. I had five miscarriages myself. So
1: yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah there, there's there been this significant loss that has taken place throughout the lineage. Um, but the interesting thing is, you know, I'm I'm getting this um, weeping and this sense of grief, and then I'm getting strength and pride and um, resilience and courage and um, kindness and love and spirit, you know. So there's there's all of that loss that is taking place, but there's all these also awesome, beautiful um, things that have taken place as well and through this loss there create there was a lot of togetherness that was created a lot of love that was shared a lot of support that was given so you know we do have that part of it as well you have an ancestor on your mother's mother's side um a collective of women who were um, like these really powerful women, there was like some that helped deliver babies. Um, there was, you have an, an ancestor that, I don't know what kind of you know healing work you're doing, but this particular ancestor helped people discover um, what their purpose was. So it was more in like a, a ceremonial, Um, way, this kind of ritual where um, people within, and for some reason villages coming, would come and then um, present their children or or even themselves and were taken like through ceremony to discover why they were here Mm -hmm. and what their purpose was. And so you come from, directly from the um, ancestors who were basically, um, that was their main position within the village was to offer this information to the members of the village. And you're sort of a direct descendant of that. So I don't know how much that is playing a part in the work that you're going to be doing but definitely may want to look at that a little bit, you know, and see if that is a part of it. Um, And I know that doesn't pertain to, you know, exactly to your question about the poverty, but they wanted you to know that. So sometimes I have to just share whatever it is they want you to know and give you that. Um, And what they're saying to me is that that, those financial challenges it's almost like as you you said you were retiring right yeah yeah so it's the sense that i'm getting from them is that as you do that retirement so mm, you may want to do a ceremony around the retirement the end i mean i know everybody has you know a lot of times, not everybody, but people have parties and things like that. You can do that, of course. But you want okay. just a... <laughs> not me. <laughs> okay. You want just a kind of a ritual um, mm-hmm. where you are going out um, in nature, whether it's right there in your yard or somewhere else. And you want to do a ceremony to release everything that you've put into working over the years and you just want to do like a cord cutting and cut the cord of attachment to it, Um, maybe do a cleansing bath um, as a part of the ritual, Um, going out in nature and making some kind of an offering into nature and really just connecting with the land, you know, honoring the land, connecting with the land and as you're doing that, you're reconnecting with that um, line that basically is your healing line, right? You're that going out in nature and doing that is going to help you. And so they're sharing with me that once you really release the that experience of how you earned money and how you were in the world around money as it relates to that career once you do this ritual then you actually are creating a new foundation for a new way of experiencing money
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah so that's what they want you to know
5: very very good yeah if we in this package is it uh, live recordings or do we work with you at all
1: Yes, so we will, you'll have um, some pre-recorded work and we have a live workshop as well. And well, actually two live workshops. If you sign up um, within the next, uh, I think it, I think we had 48 hours, then you actually will get two workshops, two live workshops with me and then also the recordings. So the recordings will include, you know, the... Um, ancestral clearings, meditations, connecting with, well, we'll talk a little bit more about it, but um, ways of connecting with the ancestors that can most help you with what it is you're wanting to work on.
5: Thank you, beautiful. So glad I got to, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you,
0: thank you. Thank you, Caroline. And again, that, that, that practice, you know, for, all of those of you who are shifting from career to healing or doing both, you might want to do that practice as well. The one that, you know, Dr. Monique just shared with Caroline. Just saying, might be helpful. Yes. Um, all right. So let's go to Linda really quick.
6: Hi, Dr. Monique. Hi, Linda. You have that, you,
1: that bright, beautiful smile I've been seeing <laughs> ever since we started. <laughs>
6: well thank you i appreciate that very much um my question is um i do some healing work and i don't heal a lot of people um but my friends really enjoy it but um sometimes i'm not compensated enough for it and i just want to know if there were any ancestors in the back that helped me with all of this and i know i got angels and guides but um i don't know i just i just feel like i've it's really good <laughs> so I want to know who is helpful
1: okay who's been great. helpful okay let's check in father's father's side four generations mm-hmm. you have there was like an uncle he an uncle energy and he was, as a boy, he was a healer oh. and it wasn't necessarily something that was openly done, but so he kind of did it behind, you know, I mean, it was more secretive, right? And did a lot of healing with animals in nature. Specifically, an attraction to birds, um, and I can see him. You know, he was placing his hands on a small bird, um, and the healing of that bird and that bird flying away, and so he is. It's he's with you, and he's supporting you, and he's encouraging you, and he has been with you, and it's sort of like he's saying. He well, he lost his life as a as a young um, as a boy. Actually, he mm-hmm. was maybe in his early teens. I'm guess I'm I'm thinking. Um, so you're sort of like his place to be able to play now and to be able to really share his um, healing work that he wanted to do more of and that he just loved, right? So he is actually present and supporting you and encouraging you. And so from that standpoint, it's really positive. Here's the thing, because he, he had to hide and because not everyone saw this as a value, it is showing up in how you're approaching it, mm-hmm. unconsciously, right? And you see the value in it in terms of the results that people are getting, but not in you being compensated for that work. Right. And so what I just want to do, um, I'll just have you close your eyes for a moment and take a deep breath. And let's just invite the Ancestors of Abundance. And anybody can do this. Let's invite the Ancestors of Abundance. And now we invite all of the ancestors that are healing ancestors within your lineage to come forward. And we ask that the ancestors of abundance and the ancestors of healing to support those who feel that they are not worthy, who are unsure, who are operating in fear those who don't feel valued, we ask that you come and you dissolve this energy, you cut the cords of this energy for all of the ancestors and all of the family members currently living and all future family members. We ask that this energy be dissolved and released so that all the healers within the family can now live abundantly And we ask the ancestors of abundance to help bring to each and every one of you who is doing healing work, the right people, the right experiences, the right opportunities to share your gifts openly, completely, and wholly, ethically, honorably, and deeply with all those who need it. We ask that all of the ancestors of abundance open the doors. And we ask that they help each and every one of you be ready to receive. And once again, to the ancestors who are experiencing lack, fear, we ask that that energy be released and dissolved now and forever, please, and thank you, please, and thank you. So this ancestor just needed to kind of release that experience. Um, and there's still a little bit more that we will need to, you know, we can do with that so that you will feel, um, feel like you can ask for what you want. I mean, part of what I'm getting from the ancestors is that practice asking. Is what they want you to do. Practice asking for what you want, and if and if it doesn't feel comfortable right now in terms of your healing work, really look at what part of what other parts of your life would be helpful for you to ask more. Ask, ask for what you want.
6: Can you? Thank you. That was wonderful. Um, can you tell me? Who helps me with my poetry because mm. <clears throat> it turns out to be prophetic and i don't understand mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> so the first thing that shows up is um, once again there's a lot of really really powerful male energy in your family lineage shows up that there is a young man that sits under the, a tree and he has like his poetry tree and he sits under his tree and he writes. And he just, I mean, ev- evidently there's somewhere where the poetry is actually buried, interestingly oh. enough. Somewhere near a tree, there's a ton of poetry that's buried where for some reason he didn't, um, he wasn't able to share it as openly as he wanted to. So what I would say is um, he is definitely um, one that is writing with you, sharing with you. So one of the things that would be really good is to honor him. You could do, ooh, you could do a fun ceremony Um, where you go out by the tree, a tree, bring different things that you've written and just sit under the tree and read out loud pieces that you've written and let him know that you're honoring him and would love, he was also a healer. So he would be another one that you could invite in. And you can do that by going and reading the poetry underneath the tree. And don't be surprised if you have, if if you start to notice that different um, spirit animals show up.
6: Thank like, you very much, Dr. Monique.
1: You're welcome.
6: Thank you, Alara.
1: You're Appreciate welcome.
6: you more than you know. And <laughs> say happy birthday to Robert. Right today is I his will. birthday. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you. big hugs, honey. Big Thank you hugs. so I much. I know you're me. going through a lot, honey.
0: Thank you. Don't make me cry, thank you. <laughs> All right, so Dr. Monique, let's talk a little bit about what you're offering to our listeners today. I put two links in the chat, but it goes to the same place eventually. So um, you can go to alara.at forward slash show forward slash Monique7, or you can click on the other big link if you want, but it goes to the same place eventually. So let's talk about what is included in this four-week course, the Healing Poverty Stories.
1: Yes. So the Healing Poverty Stories is really looking at um, releasing those stories that are continuing to keep you from experiencing the abundance that you truly want. So we'll be first starting off by, I've mentioned quite a bit today about altar creation. Mm -hmm. You'll have an entire um, section that will focus on creating your altar, how to use your altar, how to make offerings to the altar, and a ceremony to really um, energize your altar and really activate it so that your ancestors will begin to connect with you through the altar. So that's week one. And then we go into week two. And week two, you meet your guardian ancestor. So this is where you claim your ancestral blessings. This is a live workshop. During this workshop, we'll connect with the ancestors that are ready to help you heal, that are ready to support you with releasing um, the stories from the past, current stories, um, and ancestral poverty stories. So this is a soul journey meditation. There's three of them that you'll receive and each one of them is are you know are designed to help you claim and connect and heal some of these stories. Mm-hmm. And then we go into our third week where we do ancestral story clearing meditations and a forgiveness prayer, forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. We can talk about this in depth, I mean, that's a whole show in itself Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. around working with the ancestors to forgive themselves and to forgive each other for any conflicts that may have taken place that created poverty within your family lineage. And by doing that work, you're helping to release those karmic stories. On an even deeper level. And then there are meditations that will help you with different aspects of poverty clearing that you'll be able to do on your own anytime you want. You can do them as much as you want, and you'll have full access to those. And then in our fourth week, we are doing something called Create Your Ancestral Blessings cards. So as you are connecting with and claiming the blessings of your ancestors that are healthy, whole and healed, we wanna capture their messages. And the way I encourage you to do it is to capture their messages by making your ancestral blessings cards. And I teach you all about how to do that. You can be as elaborate if you're a person who is an artist and creative and you like to create, you can you know, create some major works of art. If you're a person that's like, I'm really simple, I'm not interested in that, we just write words on a card. But through the meditations, you're going to get information from your ancestors that will help you not only now, but in the future, and it will. They'll, those cards can be helpful when you're working with your clients, when you're working with other family members, If you wanna help someone who may be struggling with something, you'll be able to use those cards and I teach you how to use them. In addition to that, just as we did today, I talked about a number of spiritual practices Well, you'll have a selection of spiritual practices that you can begin to implement in your life that will help you stay connected with your ancestors and continue to clear these poverty stories from your family lineage. And then as a bonus, I am, there's a recording that did called the 90 day abundance vision meditation. And that is one where you'll be able to do some clearing work, but at the same time, really looking at what is your vision for abundance over a 90 day period, Mm -hmm. and then putting some things in place to help you really manifest that vision of abundance. So you'll have a private portal where you'll be able to log in and have access to all of this information at any time you want, 24 seven. You'll have the ancestor altar guide that you'll be able to download and support for creating a sacred space to connect with your ancestors. You'll have the live claim your ancestral blessings workshop. And there'll be the poverty clearing meditations that you'll have access to. And the Create Your Ancestral Blessings Cards workshop that we'll do as well. Mm-hmm. So that's what's included in the package, and it's completely designed to help you take a deeper dive in really clearing the stories that we've talked about today.
0: Yeah. And it's really it is about doing the work. So part of you know this course, you know, is, is you'll learn how to. Um, do some of these practices, do they do the altar, how to create the altar, how to create that relationship with your ancestors.
1: Yes, and that's important to me. I definitely love doing what we did today and connecting you with your ancestors and doing it, and, and I do it even deeper when we do the actual wisdom circles, where I take an even deeper look and I'll share with you a little bit too, because I have another part to this package, but. I love doing that. I love supporting people, but I also like empowering you to start your own relationship with the ancestors so that you can receive that information anytime you want it and you're not just completely dependent upon me or any type of reader, if you will, that go in and and help you connect with your ancestors. So this is designed to help you begin that connection with the ancestors around poverty and clearing poverty. And then if you want to take it on like a deeper dive where you really want to do more advanced story clearing where you and I actually have a session one-on-one with each other and we really connect with your ancestors, clear some of these stories, identify the stories, identify the ancestors. that would be really helpful for you to build relationships with who have stories of abundance and resilience and courage and can really help you with whatever it is that you wanna create. And then we also take a look at those ancestors that need the healing. I have a one-on-one session that I'm offering and that's a private session with me. We do the advanced story clearing with channeled guidance from your ancestors and they will share spiritual practices with you, rituals that you can begin to implement in your life right away that will help to release the poverty stories that specifically need to be released in your ancestral lineage. So the difference between the two is, one is sort of a general healing, looking at poverty stories, clearing out poverty stories, having you do a lot of this work um, and learning how to make these connections. And then if you feel like you need um, deeper work and you really wanna do some one-on-one, you can upgrade to the one-on-one package which includes the course as well as that session with me so those are that's what i'm offering today and the class is 147 dollars mm-hmm. that's the, your investment and then if you want to include the private session with me that's an additional 225 dollars to um include in your package and then we will get started and start working and once you sign up, you'll have immediate access to the portal where you can actually start doing this work now. Awesome, thank you. And yeah. so
0: you, you mentioned, um, so there is a, there's one live
1: workshop plus, uh, did, was there any other live workshop during the program? Yes, yes. we're going to do the ancestral blessing card Mm-hmm. Um, workshop. That's a live fun yeah. workshop that we do. Yes. Awesome. Good. Perfect. Thank you. Because,
0: you know, I'm, I'm sure people would want to work with you live as well, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, in case they have any questions or clarification, extra support. <laughs> Absolutely. That's yeah. important. So, again, all of that is available at, you can, you know, just click on um four slash show for slash Monique 7. And then when you click on the buy button, that will take you to so you said get, get Monique's package. When you click on that, it will take you to the Kajabi page where you can purchase the, the course. And then down at the bottom, you can add the ancestral Story Clearing private session with Dr. Monique as well. Okay, so that's where that is, just in case you're wondering. All right, so awesome. Thank you. And very empowering, uh, empowering program, empowering course for people to start to learn to work with their ancestors on their own as well. It's, it's, it's huge. It's important. This is not the, you know, this is the time for all of us to do our work, to be empowered, to know that we have access to whatever it is that we choose. We can do it ourselves. We have that Those And, you know, here are some practices and some skills you can learn to do it, but believe that you can, it's there for you. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Dr. Monique. All right. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us today before we go?
1: If you If you wanna take the first step, the first thing that I would encourage you to do is create your altar. That's really the first, that's connecting and that's the best way to connect. So I'm going to encourage you to build your altar. And like I said, it could be huge, it can be small and you can have multiple, I have multiple altars in my home. So in different places in my office, I have an altar that is a dedication to all of the ancestors. I have an altar that is just to the grandmothers. I have an altar in a little small altar in my living room to honor my dad who passed away. And I have different things that he enjoyed that are there. And so you basically create and be as creative as you want. You know, it doesn't have to be, your altar is always a work in progress. Mm-hmm. So create the altar. That is the first way to say, ah, I welcome you and I want you to be here. But the one thing that I will say is you only want to include photos of ancestors. So you don't want a family photo where you have several living family members and then you place, you know, so you only want, in. I encourage you to connect with those that you had positive relationships with. So you in the beginning, when you get ready to add photos to your altar, you just want to put the photos of ancestors that you had a positive relationship with
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and not the ones that you were in conflict with. And remember, you can always add ancestors that are not part of your bloodline to your altar. So that would be the first thing to do to really get started connecting with this work and letting them know that you're ready to build a partnership with them. And that's what
0: it is. It's a partnership to help you to create your life. That's what it's about. It's it's a partnership to help you have ease in this 3D reality that we're living in here,
1: right? Yes, yes. Don't feel like you have to do this alone. You are not, you don't have to do this life alone. Yeah, we have support,
0: you know, Ask for the support. I think you were saying that to Linda, ask, ask, ask. Cause she, I don't think she asks, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, ask, yeah. ask for what you want.
0: Ask and then be willing to receive, right? Be yes. willing to receive. A lot of us ask, but we're not willing to receive. So stop, you mm-hmm. <laughs> know, stop with that. Start, start receiving, take care of yourself, right? Nurture you, do what works for you. And you know, you know, like I've been I'm trying to do that for myself. I know I'm a big giver, I get it. But I'm also, you know, I'm trying to take care of my needs, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, right? So last week, I don't think I did any shows, right? This week, I only did two. And when I need to, you know, I take a break. And I started, you know, having massages. I, you know, I meditate every day. And then every couple of days, I sit down and I channel, you know, in, in information or messages from, from my guides for myself. Um but do that. Go for walks every day. I love where I am. It's nature. It's beautiful. It's peaceful, and you know, it's like me and Neil. We love, we love doing that, right? So do what works for you. And when you need to take a break, take a break. But when you've got the when when the energy's flowing and you're feeling motivated, go for it. Stop waiting for something and just take that chance. Nothing's going to change until you take one step in any direction. Doesn't matter what the direction is, because once you take that one step then you'll get more awarenesses and more information. And you know, then you're like, oh yeah, no, no, nope, I'm gonna turn right instead. Nope, uh, you know, whatever, you'll get something, but not if you just stand still and do nothing.
1: Yeah, every step you take there are, your team, your divine council is right there. Yeah. You're yeah. right there, ready to support you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so be willing to receive this, the support. The full moon is coming up tomorrow, you know, tomorrow, Saturday. It's a big time right now. And so a lot of you may be feeling really tired right now. So ask your ancestors for support. It's like, I'm really tired. Is it is it because of the full moon that's coming up? Is it something else? Please support me. Please, you know, give me a message. Please just give me energy to support me so that I can, you know, get through the next few days and then, you know, et cetera. Right. So yeah. ask. Ask and receive and take care of yourself. And ask your body, body, what do I need to do today to make myself feel better, have more vitality, have more ease, have more whatever I want? And you know what, body, let's let's start connecting to our ancestors. Let's start connecting to our DNA lineage. All that information is within our DNA, within this body. And you have access to that, you know? So touch your body and say, body, hmm. let's let's talk about this, whatever it happened to be. If it's poverty, if it's fear, if it's abandonment, if it's betrayal, where am I still holding on to it? And... You know, can I clear this for my ancestors, you know, you know, help me body to do that, to clear it from, for the ancestors so that we can move forward without it. And, and we can be healed all of us. And then we can use the support from the ancestors, to support you in the healing and clearing. And at the same time, creating more for yourself. Hopefully that makes sense. I was like, it's like, I just like kept on going. It's like, ah, <laughs>
1: you were channeling that message.
0: And it's so important for, for, you know, it's like, don't forget the body. And don't forget that, you know, all of that information is within you. You have access to it, you know? It's, it's not Absolutely. just all out there. It's all in here, actually, right? So um, Dr. Monique is great at what she brings through. But you also have that capability. You also have those gifts and talents within you. Trust, trust,
1: trust, trust. And that is a part of the, the program is really bringing that out and knowing that you have it. Yeah. There's nothing unique about me in this. I mean, you know, I have, I come from generations of people who, you know, channeled and, and were intuitive and so did my cousins and so did, you know, my siblings. And I chose to carry on this gift mm-hmm. and that wasn't necessarily the way they wanted to go but we all have it. It's just deciding at what time do you want to bring it forward and do it. So there's nothing, you know, it's not like I have some extraordinary gift that nobody else has. (laughs) There are people that might make you want to think that, but (laughs) you have that ability as well. And And I think Alara has said that repeatedly to people, and I've heard you say that more than once, that we all have this ability to have that connection. I mean, I love getting readings. I'll
0: be honest, I do too, right? I love getting readings. I love, I, I, you know, it's like somebody tell me something. Oh, I love it. It's great. But I also know that they're not the only source. It's also within me. I can access that myself. So I'm not, you know, uh, you know, I'm not like there are moments though when it's like just somebody, please, somebody, just tell me something. <laughs> I love it, right? Um, right. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a junkie that way. What can I say? But, um, but I also, you know, do my own channeling. I do my own questions. I, I you know, I, I also go within and, and, and get information, right? So do that for yourself. Um, there's one other quick little thing I was gonna say, but um, yeah, Dr. Monique is great, right? Absolutely wonderful, absolutely great. She gets so much information. You know, I, I I made her go really like limited, you know, because like I wanted to get to as many people as we could, but she's amazing. It's what she's like, oh my God, so much stuff. And it's so helpful and so relevant and all the practices, I love it. I love it, absolutely love it, you know? And so please listen to this call, uh, listen or watch this call again, because those practices, You know, they're not just for the person who asked the question. No. You know, so be willing to receive for yourself because those were amazing practices that you can start to use for yourself and that will change your life. The thing is, don't just listen, but implement, right? Take the information, take the wisdom and start using it and trust,
1: trust, okay? Trust that it'll come to you and it'll flow. Yeah, it will
0: flow. I mean, it's amazing what is flowing right now. Let me tell you, it's amazing what's flowing right now. So be willing to receive it. Ask and you shall receive. That is a truth, not just something that's written in a book. Right. The same. And
1: I'm like you, you were saying that you like to do readings and have readings done. I do too. <laughs> it's fun. So, <laughs> um, it is, you know, and I do find that I get information that maybe I'm blocking. Mm -hmm. you know, for some reason, I'm not quite, maybe, you know, sometimes we might not want to hear. Absolutely. And so it's helpful to have somebody else who isn't blocking that to share as well as you doing this for yourself too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you will get a different perspective when you, when you get a reading done. And sometimes we need that different perspective. You know, sometimes we're so stuck in one way of thinking, right. And it's like, really? That's possible too? Or that's, that's something it's like, Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Let me, let me, let me, let me stew on that now for a while. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yes, absolutely. So please do take a look at the package and, um, you know, purchase the course. And then if you want to upgrade and do a one-on-one session with Dr. Monique, I highly recommend it. I mean, I always say that every time she's here, I always say that because you know, she's good. She's really good. So why not? Right. And you will get, practical
1: tools to implement, but the implementation, that's on you folks. And just so you know, um, coming in the next few months, I will not be doing many one-on-one sessions anymore because there's so many and there's just been so much and I'll be going more towards groups. So if one-on-one is something that you want, this is a great time to go ahead and get yourself into a one-on-one appointment.
0: There you go do it if I were you I would do it he's like yep Dr. Monique I'm calling you not this week but maybe I'll call you next week we'll book an appointment because I'd love to yeah right now I'm just taking my time with my daughter and then you know then we'll we'll do some more stuff after that Uh,
1: relax enjoy and you know just take that time yeah, absolutely. It.
0: Yeah. And thank you, everybody, for all your wishes for Robert and your, the healing and blessings. I was, you know, so, so grateful. I'm, I really appreciate it. That's not why I talk about it. I just talk about it because, you know, I know some of you want to hear what's going on and stuff. But, um, but thank you. I really appreciate it. And thank I you, Dr. Manik. I
1: think it helps other people as well to, yeah. to know what you're experiencing and how you're working through it and how real you are about how you feel, about what you're experiencing, about what's happening. And then to see you saying, I'm taking the time to care for myself. A lot of times when people are in this, the same situation that you're in, they forget about that piece. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're a reminder to people I mean, I could
0: I could definitely do more for myself, I'll be honest. <laughs> but you know, I just started doing massages and I'm like, oh my God, why didn't I why didn't I do this before? It's like, you know, like it's great. You know, it's not very expensive as far as I can tell. So it's like, oh my God, you know, once a week, twice a, you know, every two weeks, I will get a massage and my body needs it, you know, because it holds on to all that stress, right? It's been holding on to so much stress, and so now I get to release it. So it's it's yeah, you know, yeah. I have to take care of myself so that I can be there more for my community and for my husband when he gets back and even when he's not here, but you know, he's still emotionally here, right? Mentally here. So yeah, we have we're to take asking, care of ourselves. Sorry. We're
1: asking the ancestors to surround him and support him. And those ancestors that can support him with rehabbing his body, his mind and his spirit, we're just inviting them, inviting them to come. And to support him and to support him when he comes home and to support both of you when he's there. Awesome. So, Ask thank for you. that blessing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I really and appreciate it. birthday to him. <laughs> Woo <Woo-hoo. laughs> Yeah. Five he's happy. Oh.
0: Yeah. five zero. He's He's younger than me, you know? So I was like, OK. OK. <laughs> that's all right, too. <laughs> that's all right. Yep. He's the big 5 0. And, and that's what the, the doctor said. That's what saved him is his he's young. He's young. That's what, you know, has saved him. So thank God, you know, I'm grateful. (laughs) That's beautiful. All right, everyone. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all your questions. I know I didn't get to everybody. I'm sure there's stuff I missed, but um, I apologize for that. And thank you again, Dr. Monique. It's always so much fun having you on the show. We definitely need to uh, figure out what's wrong with our emails. we don't get each other's emails for some reason so so we definitely need to get a, you know talk about that
1: <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm going to give you a different email address and let's see if that makes a difference
0: all right well thank you and um Ooh. this course is going to be amazing if for those of you who are going to purchase it oh my god you're so lucky uh, you know like i would do it too right now I'm just i'm just busy just have to take the time for myself at this in this moment but otherwise I would take it too because I'm not very good at talking to my ancestors everybody knows this this is not this is not new I've said this before with Dr. Monique's like I'm not used to that but it is a great resource you know great resource great connection so please do take advantage of it all right so thank you everyone have a great day afternoon evening wherever you are (laughs) until next time may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy peace love happiness prosperity radiant health sending you all much love and blessings thank you so much bye bye everyone thank you dr monique thank you bye-bye bye Bye. thank you bye thank you bye bye frida bye alara bye monique bye
2: bye alara bye monique bye
0: bye Bye, thank you
2: you for coming (laughs) thank you Alara, you're amazing. I oh, really you so know much. that.
0: <laughs> thank you, Aisha. I appreciate that. Thank you for all your messages, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> right. At least I got through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> we, 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 we were persistent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> thank all right, you, everyone. Dr. Monique, as well.
2: Thank, thank you. you.
0: Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.